Cards podcast brought to you by sportstalk.ie. I'm Jerk Canan and I'm joined this week by my co-host Denise O'Flaherty. Um, our special guest this week is Mairead Morrissey from Tipperary, uh, All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies Football Champion, Munster Intermediate Champion and Division 3 Champion. Mairead, um, you're very welcome to, to the podcast. Thanks very much for joining us this week. Uh, thanks very much for having me on, Jerk. Um, Red, you've you've had an unbelievable year. Um, as I mentioned there, unbeaten this year. Started off by winning the Division Three League, then the Munster Championship, and now recently crowned All Ireland Intermediate Champions. Has it all sunk in for you yet? Not really, to be honest. We haven't really had time, I suppose, for it to sink in. We've been very busy, actually. Um, then one at the end of September there, which is great. Like you know, um, I suppose we're getting great credit all over the count. Um, great recognition. The cup is, is in great demand all over the county. So we're very busy. So I suppose it hasn't really sunk in yet, to be honest. And I suppose. Um, there's so many um, highlights of the year, but I suppose the main highlight has to be winning the the intermediate, the final in Crow Park. Um, did yeah. you set out at the start of the year to win all three competitions, or was the goal to win the the league, or what way? What way did it yeah. pan out for you? Actually. Yeah, actually, we did set out at the year, funny enough, to win all three competitions. You know, we just said we'd take one step at a time. We were going kind of for the league first, you know, and hopefully we'd get there and then the Munster. But obviously, the All-Ireland was always going to be our main goal, you know, and that was always at the back of your mind, like, as the year went along. But I suppose we just kind of progressed as the year went along and we kind of improved. And with the kind of high standard of training we had this year, we had a great management team this year, and things just kind of fell into place with Poros. Um, you know, I suppose we, we played Wexford in the league final and we, we had to, with that winter replay and we bet them in the replay, just barely bet them. They had a very good team this year, Wexford. Um, I suppose then we, we played Clare in the Munster final. We also had quite a strong team and, you know, funnily enough, we were down by about 10 points at half time in that game and we came back to win it like... You know, so it just shows that the kind of spirit that was within the team this year and then I suppose went on to, to win the All Ireland. Yeah, but uh, I suppose winning the All Ireland was definitely the highlight. Yeah, you talked about the spirit of the team there. That was a real from my point of view it was really noticeable. There was a real togetherness about the team. There was a great mix of um younger and maybe older, more experienced players like yourself and um and like you said, a brilliant management team. Tell us a bit more about the management team. Um Shane Renan came in as manager this year, he would have experience with Cork yes. and then Elaine Hart was a selector as well, isn't that right? Yes, um, oh no, an excellent management team. I suppose the four lads, you had Shane Renan as the manager, um, you had Alan O'Connor there, who would be very experienced also, been with a lot of teams in Tipperary and club teams as well. And you had Elaine Hart, who is a, a nine-time All-Ireland winner with, with uh, Cork, and also... Um, Tony Smith, who who was also involved with teams, a lot of club teams in Tipperary over the years. I suppose the main thing is about the lads is they they really complemented each other, and they were a very good mix. I felt, and you know, I suppose that that reflects in into the team, and the the um the attitude of the team. You know, we all respected them, and it was kind of a mutual respect between the team and the management, and it just worked very well and blended very well together. But I suppose with Alan's and Shane's training standard of training did and what Shane brought from his experience being with Cork made all the difference this year definitely and just talking about the management there um, just before I let Denise in on a question um, I, yeah. I had a, read a quote from Shane there recently just after winning the All-Ireland he was talking 
and you can let me know if this is true or not, that that they met at the start of the year and made the decision that you weren't going to train midweek, that you're just going to train at the weekends to keep the thing fresh. I thought that yeah. was very unusual. Was that, is that true? Yeah. Or? It is so true, yeah, well, it's, it's kind of true, yeah, yeah. I've never heard well, of that for a county team, but I know, proof of the pudding I know. that it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, the thing is, Geraldine, with, um, within the team, you see, there was a lot of, like you said earlier, there was a lot of young girls, right? And then there was a kind of a gap, and there was a good few, few experienced girls, I suppose. So from the point of view of the management, like all the girls, the younger girls are in college, right? They're playing O'Connor Cup, like, and they're, st- they're training hard during the week with the colleges and playing matches during the college during the week. And then I suppose with the, the more experienced players, you don't want to be flogged to date earlier in the year either. So what we did was that we, we trained on a Friday and a Sunday up to May. And then at the beginning of May, obviously, we started training then midweek. And, well, like, we would have had our programs to do during the week. It's not as if we weren't training. Like, all the girls weren't in college would have been doing their own training during the week. And, like, you know, everyone would do it, like, and we'd meet up in groups maybe if we had to do the gym work and everything. You know what I mean? It's not like we didn't train. Yeah. But we weren't flogged earlier in the year, you know, and we were definitely fresh, like, and it definitely worked. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I'm wondering what other counties... Yeah. Adopt that, that he, he made it's the point that the, yeah, freshness and just, how it's shown in the end against Tyrone that you look the fresher yeah. team. Definitely, and it's just especially with the girls playing in college, like there's a lot expected of them, like you know, because it's taken very seriously nowadays in the last few years, I suppose, the, the college competitions, like you know, so I suppose, yeah, it was definitely a good idea. And then you were free, I suppose, to go to your clubs a bit as well, and yeah, know, definitely like kept everyone happy. Excellent, yeah, and kept everyone happy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mairead, with a lot of senior counties regrading this year, did you find the All Ireland was tougher to win this year than it was in two thousand and eight when you won it last? Difficult to say. No, I wouldn't think so. Like, I felt that um, you know, two thousand eight was difficult to win as well. Like, you know, it's always hard to win in All Ireland. You know whatever you go about it's never easy but um, definitely I suppose this year um, thinking about Tyrone yeah we were wary of them you know knowing that they had come down from the senior level and you know the last time we played them was in 2010 I suppose and they gave us a bit of a hiding that year so um, you know I suppose we were that was definitely at the back of our mind no we knew they were good like and they were probably that had played the experience of playing a senior, you know, just a few years ago. But um, no, I don't think either, I don't think it was harder or easier than 2008. I think it's always hard to win in All-Ireland. And I think the competition in 2008 is just as difficult as it was this year. Yeah, um, I'm from Longford and we were once in the intermediate. You bet us yeah. back in 2013. Um, yes. I'm just wondering, um, when you look at Calvin, Calvin beat you that year in but and look at how it, well they've gone on. Are you hoping that you can uh, follow suit? Yeah, definitely. You know, if you look at Kevin, and I suppose you look at the likes of Waterford are the ones I'd be looking at closely as well and watching them, I suppose. Over the last two years, like, we've been nip and tuck with Waterford and, you know, this is their second year at senior level and they got to a quarter final this year and had beaten Cork and Kerry along the way. So I, I suppose they played in the Munster final this year, Munster senior final. 
Um, I don't think we'll be completely out of our dip, do you know what I mean? If if all the high standards are kept in place and we've the right people in the driving seat, I think that you know there won't be won't be too much out of our dip. You mentioned Waterford. You also have Kerry. You also have Cork. Now yourselves. Yeah. It's going to be a very competitive Munster Senior Championship next year. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, you know, you'd be thinking it would be anyway. You know, um, I suppose there is a diff. I suppose the differences between intermediate and senior are kind of the physicality and I think the speed of play and maybe the, the movement of the ball, the speed of the movement of the ball. But I suppose we've been even doing a bit of work on that this year, like so. You know, uh, I suppose Shane has a plan in his mind. Like it wasn't just a one-year plan. Like he's he's building a team, building, building, and I suppose it was his goal to win the intermediate All Ireland this year. But he's looking forward towards senior, and you know he's using training methods that he he wants to get up to the level of senior. Even this year, he was using those kind of training methods. You've been around ladies football for a long time. We'll call you experienced. Um, in, in, in Tipperary, you know, you have so many sports that you're hurling. You have obviously the men's football and the ladies' football. And recently we've seen so much with the Irish rugby team on how the, the ladies are treated when they want to have um, a part-time coach. Are the ladies in Tipperary, how do you find um, yourselves being treated down there? Um, I suppose the success maybe might bring that little bit more interest in yourselves. Definitely. Sure. Look, it's it's the success is the big thing, you know what I mean, to get noticed, first of all. But I think uh, this year, whatever it is in Still Ireland this year, an awful lot of people watched the match, more than I would have imagined, I suppose. And there's a massive interest in it down here at the moment, Tipperary, and it's really growing from underage level up along to senior. And we really are getting a big recognition for, for winning Dial Ireland this year. Um, it's just fantastic, I suppose, to see the the, the level of interest in Lady Football and the big attendance that was in Cork Park this year. Um, you know, it, it's brilliant for women's sport in general. But we have great sponsors as well down here in Tipperary. So we've got a, a, a company called Comedia came on board which was last year and you know they've been uh, Jerry McGill who was our manager last year he he, he was uh, in contact with the Comedia director and he kind of got them on board and they stayed with us again for this year so you know it's fantastic to have a great um, sponsor behind us and that's that's definitely after standing to us but yeah we're definitely getting more recognition I suppose winning the All-Ireland it definitely has helped us you mentioned the crowd, and that was a fantastic crowd. You know, it was the highest attended female sporting event so far this year. And I've noticed myself, even at local games now, how the interest is in ladies football. Do you think it's the way it's marketed now? And also having legal behind is a huge thing. And that was a big thing for the GEA to bring in. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. The legal and also the, you know, TG Carr, the work they've done for the last number of years, like, and, you know, all the different, yeah, the different marketing that's being done. There's definitely a lot more work being put into the marketing of, of the LGFA. And it's very positive, you know, and it's it's just brilliant for women in sports in general and for young girls. And I suppose parents are looking at it that way, that way as well. And they want their daughters to be involved in something good and healthy. But, um, yeah, the largest attendance in, in 2007 was contact. So we're getting there, you know, it's a step in the right direction and it's going and building constantly, but it's excellent, yes. 
And you notice even the female referees coming on now, um, more and more games are being refed. Um, even in my own local county, we've had five girls that have come through the panel this year and want to get interested in football. And then you're Maggie Farley that made the step into the men's game. So it's great that, you know, you also have that angle that if you aren't really playing football, that a female, if you have an interest in football, you can take up the refereeing course and then hopefully progress into the men's game. Yeah, definitely. It's fantastic opportunities there for, for women to be involved in something. You don't necessarily have to be playing like you can get involved in helping out a different, uh, you know, a board level or, you know, refereeing and helping out in many different ways you can get involved. So it's fantastic and it's such a healthy, a healthy option for ladies. Dublin made the breakthrough finally at last this year with the ladies uh, winning the, the senior final. It was a huge thing for them because uh, for so many years there were the bridesmaids. Um, I suppose for yourself yeah. you know what it's like to lose a final and then also to win one. Definitely. Look, uh, Dublin have been knocking on the door for the last few years and you know, uh, you know, I was glad for them to get there because, you know, it's, it's difficult to take and it's a difficult pill to swallow when you keep, you know, when you, like you said, like you're the bridesmaid. But, um, yeah, they have excellent structure in Dublin and, you know, they have fantastic resources there and they're very lucky to have the same sponsors, the main in the AIG. And, you know, my, my understanding is that they have a lot of resources, you know, available to them, similar enough to the, to the men's team, which is excellent to hear. And, you know, they have a great manager there and Mick Bohan at the moment. I just thought they were a step above this year in their pace and their movement and you'd know that, you know, they're a very strong team in all positions. I, I felt they kind of nearly overran Mayo on the day. You know, their fitness levels are immense at the moment. But yeah, they're a great team and yeah, they'll be knocking on the door for a long time now and eventually they got there. You mentioned Mayo and obviously we have to mention the great player that is Coruscant and, and she's making the move over to Australia. What do you think of that? Is this something that, you know, a young girl in years to come, would you encourage them to go? You know, we've seen so many of the young men going over to Australia and now Cora is doing it for herself. Yeah, look, I'm delighted for Cora. I think it's absolutely brilliant opportunity for her and she's been such a loyal servant to her club and her county over the years and I'm absolutely delighted that she has got the opportunity and she fully deserves it. Um, you know, I I played international rule series with Cora ten years ago now, and I, I heard her giving an interview there uh, a few days ago, saying she'd have to get used to the tackle. But I can guarantee you, she won't have any problem with that anyway. <laughs> She's well able to look after herself. But um, yeah, I suppose it is something that's going to happen in the future. Um down the line but I think it's a great opportunity for any young girl to get an opportunity to play professional sports sport like for a few months like sure it's fantastic wouldn't anyone love it and Maureen That's if exactly. you got the opportunity yourself would you would you <laughs> take the plunge I don't know <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, just oh, think God, it'll be no. guaranteed sunshine mm. oh God I'd never leave the good weather down here in Tipperary <laughs> We'll all move to Prairie then. Just go back to, to the tip team this year. Um, I suppose a lot of talk and a lot of people were very impressed by um, Ashley Maloney. Um, she's a real up and coming star, um, lady yeah. football for a, a, a good few years. And um, yeah. you know she's some talent. And likewise, her her teammate Ashley McCarthy as well. And there must be a lot of work being done underage in ladies football, especially in care or. Is, is yeah. Tipperary on the crest of a wave at the moment? 
Definitely. Like, there's been a lot of work being done in, in Clare. You see, Shane uh, Ronan is teaching. He's a PE teacher there in the Claustro Dunisky. And, like, he's put in massive work over the years within that school. You know, uh, there's been 12 players from the team are past pupils of the Claustro Dunisky in Clare, which is massive, you know what I mean, when you look at it. Um, when you're looking at the whole county as a whole, like, that says 12 players come from one school. Um, you know, but those girls in particular, like, in particular, those girls have kind of a raw talent as well, you know, and a natural ability, like, whereas it just had to be tapped into, like, and developed. But like, they've really developed this year into very strong players and, you know, players that you can count on, even at such a young age, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And that's exactly what Tipperary needed, you know. And they played, yeah, like you said, do you know what they played with no fear this year, no matter who yeah. we came up against um when Mead came back at G and um, when when you had to go to replay against Wexford, was there any particular standout moment in your mind that maybe said you know, when or a, a certain victory that was a turning point yeah. in the year for you that she said you I know, suppose, this- look, you'd have to say, you know, I suppose obviously you'll learn, but I'd have to say the Mead match, you know. God, holding on there at the end, like, my heart is in my mouth. <laughs> I remember I didn't know if Jeannie, we were fair close, but the relief, I suppose, of getting over the line there in the semi-final was, was massive, and I was absolutely just delighted to get over the line there. But, um, yeah, that, and I suppose winning the Munster final, all that we see, I suppose we've been unbeaten all years, which is quite unusual, I suppose, like, but it's just been a fantastic year all around, and it's been a very enjoyable year as well, I must say, like, within the camp, like, and everyone got very, very close, like, and I think that's just very important, especially in ladies' sports. Yeah. Marie, do you I, know that actually you're the only team this year to go unbeaten? Even the the famous men's team in Dublin didn't go unbeaten. So uh, it's a good feat yeah. to have. Definitely. Like, it's, it's hard to believe, really, I suppose. Look, it's not something you think about. I suppose you could go, you know, it's just all we wanted to do was, was get to the All-Ireland and win it. Like, you know, we didn't care whether we had to go in back door or whatever door. But, like, you know, it is fantastic, I suppose, there to be able to say that at the end of the year that we did go and beat. Now we had a few shaky ones, all right. But, you know, I suppose that's how you build character and strength. Like, you, you need, it's no good winning matches by, by cricket scores every day. You need to have, um, to build character and strength, I suppose, and test yourself in, in like, with those tight matches. You mentioned um, 12 players coming from the same school um, in Tipperary and I've noticed that in a lot of places that if a school is successful they'll bring it all but also a thing that's coming to ladies football is development squads and that's something that has helped players so much in the last few years and it's helping bring them in from, from underage on. Yeah, definitely. Look, there's fantastic initiatives um, happening within, um, you know, ladies football in every county and all these development squads and the interest, like, you know, one of the development squads has a hundred, you know, um, girls coming, like, last year, I remember, up on a hundred girls coming, I heard, and, you know, they're there and they have to pick 60 or something for these squads. But, like, it's just fantastic to think that many girls are interested. Like, I remember it's 20 years ago now since I started, was playing, started playing even on the, on the adult level team. And, you know, even at that time, like, you'd struggle to get, like, 20, like, nearly, you know. Whereas now, like, it's so competitive and people want to play and they want to play for their county. Where it's just so different than it was, I suppose, 20 years ago. Division 2, it's a step up. 
but it will give you competition and it will show you what the level is like for senior football next year as well. Definitely. Well, look, that's definitely where you need to be if you want to compete at senior level. You have to be playing in Division 2, you know, at least. Um, but it's actually, it's a brilliant stepping stone, definitely. Like, And those are the games that will stand you to be playing those early in the year and to be able to build a panel from that. It'll be very important. And yeah, that was a very important win this year to win Division 3. It was just as important as any other win going forward, you know. You've had You've had a busy... Uh, year so far uh, how do you relax is there other sports that you're interested in or do you switch off completely you know when you don't have training or don't have matches yeah I uh, now I take a f- kind of a full break I suppose for a few weeks but I suppose then when you're so used to moving and training and being you know fish I suppose you start to feel funny after a few weeks like if you don't really do anything so you know I'd get back into doing bits and pieces myself but not as structured if you get me like I'll go and you know do exercise or the gym or whatever when I, when I kind of feel like it I suppose but you know no I think it's very important to take a break definitely very very important to take a break especially for your body and your mind like you know, your mind needs to be fresh as well you're a tip woman so uh, lots of sport down there other sports that you're interested in well obviously the hurling <laughs> and the the the, the foot yeah hurling and football i suppose be the main sports that i'd be interested in you know um that's that's what we are bred on down here <laughs> isn't it amazing though you try to take a break from something like that but you will always have an interest and the thing about it is when you're always interested in the sport it's always there and it always gets you out, isn't it, really? Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Well, look, I suppose when you when you, um, when you you finish playing for the county, you'll go back and you're going back playing with your club, you know what I mean? So the club is always there, even, you know what I mean, whenever the day comes that you retire from playing county, you're going to be playing with your club. Like, we, I've, I've, I'm lucky enough to have a very, very successful club, Brian Brews, you know, and you know we've a great bunch of players like and I'll always be the, they'll always be there for you like and you, you, you know it's, I think club is extremely important as well and you know it's for it's, suppose that's that's the biggest thing about football your friends that you make and you know when you you get a chance to catch up with friends and old friends from sport and stuff as well like when you when you get a, a break come October November December. Right, just looking yeah. at um, other counties and other players, who would be the toughest opponent you've ever marked? No, it's mm, a tough one. A lot of them, Geraldine. <laughs> There's a lot of them. But um, or who would you really I rate suppose, and admire? Okay, um, I suppose I suppose I'll be looking at Walsh from the Washford players. Um, uh, Michelle McGrath there, Hopper McGrath, consider her an excellent defender, and um, Gronia Keneally there, marked her a number of times over the years. Tough and tenacious, hard, hard, tough women. Um, so look, there's loads of players like you'd mark over the years. They're just two, I suppose, to stand out to me that they're very uh, tough, tight defenders, like, and hard to get room out of. Um, and uh, that's two that come to mind now. I'm trying to think. Let me see. Look, there's loads of different players, I suppose. I suppose at the senior level, when we played at senior level for a few years, you know, we met some, some, we got, you know, we met some very good teams. 
and met some very good players. Um, we, I remember playing Tyrone that year, and you know Jimmy Begley was unbelievable that year in 2010 that we played against them. And you know it's it's, it's testament to her that she's still going as well this year, and she she lined out for Tyrone in the All Ireland final. Um, yeah, there's loads of players you'd meet over the years, but definitely the water two those two Waterford girls are hard to get away from. And just uh, something that uh, I suppose a lot of talk about at the moment is um, the Gooch and his testimonial. Um, he's getting, I suppose, he's getting a lot of critics and he's getting a lot of supporters. Have you, have you any opinion on that? Or? Oh, he'd be a massive supporter of the Gooch and I think fair play to him. And you know what I mean? I don't think people should be criticising him. He's after given his life to, to, to Gaelic football, you know what I mean? And I'd be a big, big fan of the Gooch. Um, you know, I think he's dead right uh, to to go ahead with it. I, I don't think why anyone would be would be against it. It's it's not as if he's taking anything away from the GA. You know what I mean? It's a totally different thing. It's it's businesses that are kind of going to support him himself, and you know he's given some of the money to charity and back into the clubs and everything. So, no, I'd I, I'd be a big supporter of the Gooch, and I think you know he's dead right and to keep doing what he's doing. Fair play. <laughs> Next year, Mairead, um the hurling and football final in men's going to be in August. So that means that if the ladies' calendar goes the same way, you'll be the only finals in September. Is that something that the ladies can really get out there and really market well and push that they're the only Gaelic uh, Games finals on in the month of September? Yeah, I think that they definitely could market it. Like, I don't think it's going to make you know, too much of a difference, only that it might, it would help, you know, the club structure, I suppose, that they'll have time in September. But I think, you know, whether whether you're in an All-Ireland, whether it is August, September, October, you know what I mean, your loyal supporters, they're going to support you and they're going to be there. But I suppose the main thing it's going to support and help is the uh, club uh, structures within the counties. Um, yeah, I think that the ladies' football could definitely market it, and and like they're very, they're really after improving with their marketing skills over the years. You know, so it's another thing they could use in our favour. You've been a loyal servant for a club and county. If you had to give words of wisdom to some girls, new girls coming on, or some girls that are starting to play the game, what would you say to them? Just, I suppose, you know, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, you know, in, in sport. And I suppose, you know, sport is fantastic. Like whatever sport you're playing, whether whether it's ladies football, basketball, camogie, soccer, rugby, whatever, it's just so good for girls to be playing a sport. It gives you so much um, self-confidence and self-belief that sometimes girls don't have get as easy as easy. You know, doesn't come to them as easy. And you know, the friends that you make throughout your years playing sport, they're friends for life, and they're so loyal. And you know, it's just a fantastic bond between players. And um, I just think, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in sport, and you learn from that, you know, and you you, you grow mentally. You know, it's it's excellent for mental strength, and you can bring that across into your career and into your study, and whatever else you're doing in life, you can use the skills set that you you gain from playing sports, you know, in other areas of your life. I think that's a very strong point. Um, yeah, I just think it's so such a healthy hobby as well, you know. 
you can enjoy yourself, but you can still be, be trained hard and, and be very healthy and you feel good and feel fish about yourself. Um, I just think sport is, you know, I can't say enough good things about being involved in sport all my life. Like, and I would just encourage girls to keep it up and, you know what I mean? And, you know, I suppose the age, you know, 13, 14, 15, that's the age when girls seem to kind of drop out a bit. But I, I just think that, you know, parents and everything should try and encourage them to, to keep it up those years because I know so many girls that have given up during those teenage years and then when they hit 22, 23, you know, all they want to do is come back but then they find it too hard to get back, you know. So I just think it's very important that those years are really important to stick at it. I'd say there's so many people listening to that nodding their heads, even myself, I kind of regret, I gave up uh, in fifth year and I kind of regret giving it up. Um, Mairead, I just want to ask one more question. If you had to um, change one of the things about Ladies Gaelic or introduce something, is there something that you'd like done? Um... No, let me see. I suppose the, the first thing that springs to mind is the sin bin, I suppose. But um, I suppose that's everyone who says that. Um, you know, I just think it can change a game, you know. Mm. You know, and it's not, sometimes it's not exactly fair. I don't know. You know, and when it's a tight game, it might be an All-Ireland final or something like that. You know, it, it, it might be only a small, yeah. not a major tackle like or nothing too dangerous like you know and losing a player for 10 minutes can have a mm. massive bearing on a game you know I just think that what's wrong with giving a yellow card like and a warning yeah. like, you know what I mean why do you have to be sent to the line for 10 minutes you know, and I really think that the LGFA should seriously look into it like and, and they shouldn't be ignoring people any longer about it like you know they should seriously look into doing something about because you know girls are giving their lives and, and teams are county teams are giving their lives training and killing themselves you know from the start of the year to the end and for many many years and you know you could get your chance there you could get to all Ireland and all of a shot it's all over because one of the players you know might have given away two or three fouls or something and all of a shot you're down to 14 players I just think what's wrong with just giving a yellow card like you know and the warning and you know move on and then grand if you do it again or whatever you you, you do something else that's not, not a second yellow is gone yeah yeah you know but I just think it's a bit harsh you know yeah. Marid, um you won the All Ireland 2008 and again obviously this year in 2017 um, but you know you had some ups and downs since then and I suppose um 2014 was a difficult year um, tip management John Letty made a very foolish decision to access a few key players from the panel including yourself um, that must have been a very tough time and I suppose it, made, it got international papers and everything and do you ever think about yeah. that now or is it on the past or look yeah it's different look it's all in the past like I suppose it is all in the past really, but you obviously do you know think about it as well I suppose we a lot of us like you know that had given a lot of time and effort to to our county for for the last you know number of years like lost out on two years playing of our playing career I suppose at age at an age where you know you should be hitting the heights like you know but um yeah it was it was difficult definitely difficult but, you know, we came back, all we ever wanted to do was play for our county, like, and, you know, we've shown that, you know, the, the last two years, I suppose. And the one thing I would say about it that, that does bother me is some girls, you know, that were there at that stage and I suppose 
took a stand with the girls, you know, never got the chance to come back. Like there was 19 girls, I suppose, at the time that didn't agree with what was going on. And, you know, some of those girls never got the chance to come back, like, and for di- various different reasons. You know, it wasn't that they weren't asked back afterwards, I think just various different reasons, I suppose. And it just bothers me sometimes, you know, since winning, they learned that, that they didn't get a chance to come back. And I just think that this, this this cup is as much as for them as it is for the girls that are playing at the moment, you know. That's true, because anyone that knows you, you know, you've given your life to... Um to ladies football and even to Camogie as well and you know even the style of player you you are you 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 give it a hundred percent and it's you're full of heart and it was great that you did stick it out and like that come back and you have the fruits of all your rewards now this year with the All Ireland title yeah. again. Definitely. Look, we just had to. You know what I mean? I think it is. We just had to prove like to everyone like, and I suppose it was difficult like at times like you know because you probably do put a little bit extra pressure on yourself mentally like you know that you you need to even prove more like that you, this is what we wanted and this is why we wanted higher standards training like and this is you know the only reason is that we wanted Tipperary ladies football to win in all Ireland and that one that's what our goal was we you know what I mean and that's why I suppose we had to well, not exactly make a stand like it wasn't that we made a stand. It was, it was that we were told we were surplus to requirement at the time because uh, we were asked our opinion on the training. And I suppose, look, we, we, we were asked our opinion and we gave our opinion and we felt it was inadequate at the time, like he asked a few of us. So, um, yeah, it was very disappointing at the time and a very hurt yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it took us a long time, you know, but to kind of... I think the point there is that I suppose people don't realise maybe how professional ladies football is and how serious, you know, someone that's not involved. Yes. So someone yes. coming in thinking maybe that Asher it's His grand, like, not as yeah. serious as the men's or it's not as professional and you don't need to have, but like when you talk about the management team you had there, Alan O'Connor, you know, he was strength and conditioning with yeah. the minor footballers and, you yes. know, and the sacrifices that you make and, you know, it's... Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's almost professional. Yeah. Like you see Dublin ladies football. Oh, I mean, you know, if that's 100%. the standard you want to get. To, like it has to be professional. One hundred percent. Yes. There's no point like in beating around the bush about it. It has to be, you know, a top standard training. You have to be. You cannot compete at the level that you want to compete at and be winning all Ireland if you're not, if you don't have the proper training done. Like and you know. That was the, the main thing, I suppose. We knew that the, the level that we needed to get to, like, and we knew what it takes to get to that level, like, you know. And yeah, it has to be extremely professional. It is almost professional this day and age. Very good. Um, there must have been great celebrations afterwards. Um, you know, what was what was the, what was like in the dressing room after you won and the celebrations? And you had sure. a great uh, reception when you came home on the Monday. It was just brilliant. I suppose the initial reaction, I suppose my initial reaction was of unbelievable relief almost. You know, I know it sounds kind of, but it was just like, yes, you know, we've done it. Like after, you know, I suppose nine long years waiting. You know, when you win, when you're young, you're so young in 2008, like, and you think, oh, sure, look, we'll be in jail Ireland nearly every year. Like you just have, you know, when you're young, you don't realize that this one doesn't, doesn't happen as easy like as that. And I, I suppose I, I said that to the younger girls a few times this year, that we need to take this now, this year. We need to take our chance because it's not going to happen every year. Like, we, you know, hopefully it will, like, but it doesn't come that easy. And 
suppose, yeah, the feeling of initial relief and then just absolute delight, like, at winning and, you know, meeting your family afterwards and meeting other supporters. It's very emotional as well, like, after all the work and, and the time, you know, you've put in over the years. Uh, we had a fantastic homecoming in our, in our captain, Samantha Lambert, uh, is an Ardfinan woman and... You know, uh, we had a fantastic night. It's been an absolutely massive crowd. We couldn't believe that there was a massive crowd there. And it was very well run by uh, by um, the Finn and Ladies Football Club. A lot of credit due to Sarah Jane Burke, Barbara Moore and Claire Lambert and also Peggy Kennedy. They put, on, put in a massive amount of work all day that Monday to get ready for the homecoming. So it was fantastic. I really remember it forever. That's brilliant, Mairead. Mairead, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on um, Sports Girls podcast um, to have an All-Ireland winner uh, uh, like yourself. Uh, you're nearly <laughs> a, le- a legend of Tipperary Ladies Football and Tipperary yeah. Woman. As a Tipperary woman, it was a pleasure watching you and following you this year and have seen watching all this success. And uh, just thank you again for coming on and to wish you the very best of luck going forward next year in Division 2 and up senior. And we look forward to following Tip Ladies football um, next year. Thanks very much. <laughs>